0: Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Lashana Tova. <laughs> You're like, what in the world, Pastor James? Dan- Happy New Year. So, um, super, 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 super excited for this new year, and I feel like God's wanting to say some stuff. I'm going to turn this off so someone don't call me. <laughs> um, Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for for being with us. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for just loving us and being faithful to us. Thank you for your promises and for the the snow and for the rain that brings and gives us life, Father. But we thank you that we see your promises in each and everything, that your word will not return void, but will fulfill what you said it to. And so we thank you for that promise, especially for this coming year and for this coming day. And so we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, speak through me to this morning. So um, before I start, I will forget if I don't say this now. With a new year comes new opportunities, so we've got some opportunities to serve. If you guys are interested in serving and helping, we definitely have them see can they see you yes. see jim Fitch um and um kind of like like any complaint you have, see Jim or will <laughs> No, I'm just kidding you can see me too, but anyway, but if you want to serve see see um Jim or you could see will too but um Either one of those guys. We have those opportunities, and we'd love to open more opportunities up for you guys to help and, and maybe take a little more off the plate of uh, a few of the other people around here. So anyway, um, it's a new year, right? So like, I, like, I'm not, uh, like I'm not as much of a partier as I used to be. <laughs> like I used to really look forward to New Year's. Eve, you know, it's like, I get to stay up till midnight. I remember when you were a little kid, right? And it was like, I get to stay up till midnight, woo You know, and it was such a big deal, this year I went to bed at 9.36. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, don't quite hold the same kind of oomph that it used to hold for me. Maybe some of you guys out there, maybe it did, or even out here. But it's funny how we change as we grow older. But seeing how I'm Jewish also, I actually already got two New Years, so this is actually my third. And so if you're worried about just starting over or thinking that you got a new start for a year, and it's like we mark this calendar every year, like it's a new start, it's a new season, it's a new time. And I think we get so pumped up and then the second comes around, like today. It's great for one day. But then the second comes, oh man, i got another 363 days before I can start over. And then we get this in our mindset. The fact that I can celebrate New Year's three times a year now um, actually made my life a whole lot easier because I figured, well, if I can just make it to here. And then if I can just make it to here or if I can just make it to there. But I realize now that I don't have to wait for New Year's, to have a new start. The Bible says that God's mercies are new every morning. And the truth is, is like it's a new year. We've never been in this year before, but you know what? Today's a new day. We've never been in this day before, and we'll never be in this day again. And if we continue to live in the past, or look forward to a future, trying to live way out here to get there, we'll miss everything that's right here in front of us, the very presence that we're in now. We always talk about staying present. When I'm training a horse, one of the things that, that set me free and gave me the biggest advantage I ever had was when I learned to stay present with that horse. Because like, you get in a, in a colt starting challenge, or even with nobody watching and you're training a colt, and you're thinking, I got to get on this horse, and I got to ride, and we got to work cows, and we got. And I'm seeing, yeah, we got to, we're going to go do that stuff. Now, I just need one foot right now. I I just need that that face to come in a little right now. And when I started concentrating on those kind of details and staying within myself, right then and right there, then everything started flowing smooth, and the horse was like, Hey, I can get this, right? Because before you get this intention, and like like a horse is a prey animal, and so when you get a horse, and you go up to a horse, and you got this intention, like shewers do it all the time, they just walk up to a horse, pick their foot up, and they're like, why is that horse freaking out? Was, well, it's your energy, it's how you're approaching the horse, right? You walk up, you're, you're like a predator, you walk up, you grab that foot, I always take time, like I was like, hey, you see me, here I am, and then... I let the horse know, and I pick it up, and like, hey, you know, you can run if you want, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here when you're done freaking out, you know. And you know what? Those horses trust me, because I took the time to get present with them, and I didn't take this. Like, our intentions matter, because there's an energy that we have inside us that comes about. You're like, Pastor Danger going, woo woo, well, this whole book's woo woo. <laughs> It's the way God made the universe to work, right? And so so if you don't like that, then just, I don't know what to tell you, because you, you're putting off energy anyway. So, but it's like it's intention, and you get, get bowed up and get ready to, to fight. Like I seen a, an ad for a TV show the other day, and they had this mean cowboy on there, and he says, I think fight, fight finds me. And, you know, there was a lot of truth in that. You know why? Because you set yourself up, and especially with the horses or with people or if the world, you start thinking fight, guess what? You're going to find a fight. And so these horses come around and they just melt because why they're praying? They got two instincts. They're going to fight or they're going to run. And I don't want them operating out of instinct. I want them to operate out of trust knowing that, that they're with me. And that's what God's wanting to do in our hearts this year and this season, is for us not to look for 2023. Oh, so I can have another party, and, and I, I can, you know, we can celebrate again and then start back over where we are, and then we're in the same place or worse than we were the year before. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. What are you saying? He's say, saying every step you you take. The Bible says in him we live and move and have our being. And that's really cool, right? Because we're moving in him and we're living in him and we're rolling in him. And in him we have our being, right? And so as we step this year, let's step and knowing that, that we're, he's with us. We just come from Christmas, Right? A lot of people got these kind of things, right? Like a prop? You got a prop? You know, this is a present, right? It's a pre- I don't know if I can open it or not. But, but we celebrate Christmas with a present, right? Do you know what God gave us on Christmas? Was His presence. Like, well, Pastor James, what do you mean His presence? I didn't get no present. Yeah, you did. You did in Jesus. Not his presence, but his present was his present of his presence. (laughs) Are you guys confused now? Okay, not presence, but presence. He was present. He was there. He's like like he's an ever-present help. In the time of need. I'm going to set this here so I don't tear it up. (coughs) See everyone out there? (laughs) His present was his present to us. His presence. They said, what will his name be? And they said, his name shall be Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? God with us. Right? And it went even farther from being God with us, but now it's, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Not just God with us, but Christ in us, right? They even named him. God's like, like, for those who are a little slow, I'm going to name him Jesus. In Hebrew, it's Yeshua. And you know what Yeshua means in Hebrew? God's salvation. God's salvation in us is the hope of glory. You know, we're waiting for Jesus to return. As believers, and the world's out here waiting for us as believers to let Jesus live and work through us so that they can see him right now. We get so caught up in living in this pie in the sky that we forget to stay present and stay where we are right here and right now. And God's like, hey, tune in, come back here, stay present. Yeah, I'm coming back. Yeehaw, that'll be great. But in the meantime, what are we going to do? He said, go into all the world, right, and make disciples, and so God's like, I, you know what two-thirds of his name is? Go. <laughs> so he, it's an action word. God is an action word. He, it's who he is, but he's in us, and he's working through us, and he, he's just, he's so good, it just blows my mind. I, I woke up at like 2.36, that's what happens when you go to bed at 9.36. <laughs> it's like I've been having to get up early. Like, this snow's awesome, but when you have to feed horses in the pasture twice a day and, and um, get out in the snow, and um, not that I don't feed them every day. I just don't feed them as much, you know. And so it gets cold. You've got to change how you feed, to, you know, because of how horses. You know what? And this is something that will preach, too. When, when we're going through the cold, one of the things we do... It's like if you watch a horse, when, when they eat, they stay pretty warm. This is horse weather. Like they like this better in the rain, they like the cold. But when, when a horse eats, you can literally, like I've seen an image of a horse eating and another horse not eating, and, and what are the thermographic images or whatever. And you could literally see the warmth go up to their top line. And so just having that hay warmed them up, right? And so that's why in the in the winter we feed twice when it's really cold, twice a day rather than once a day, because it gives them a break and gets them through that cold. And, and not so much that they get the extra protein, but that they get the extra warmth from it. As believers, that's why it's so important for us to eat and feast, not just on Sunday. If this is the only time you're hearing the word, or, or here in Scripture, you're going to be cold. You're going to freeze, and it's going to be a really long, hard week. But if you learn to eat for yourself and eat multiple times a day, like, you don't have to pick the whole Bible up. It's like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me today? How do you want to, like, I can't live without him. Like, in, and that's one of the things, thy word have I hid in my heart. Why? Because as I'm living this out, and I'm hearing him speak to me in my heart. Oh, yeah, this comes to mind and this comes to mind. And then I know how to step and where to go because it's a relationship and not just a uh, religious, you know, thingamajig or whatever. I don't know. I just made that word, right? Anyway, where was that? I, I got up at 236. That's what happens, right? <laughs> and and um, this was yesterday, so it was on and I wrote some notes down because the Holy Spirit like i always I always wonder about what God's saying to me this year and god 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 told me he goes, everybody's praying for breakthrough through but he goes, I want this to be the year that you celebrate as a year of broken through like what's the difference like because we're praying for breakthrough we're praying for God to do something like like, we're, we're like, you know what? I'm broke. Anybody ever been broke? Uh, like, like that? that's like, some, a lot of us have been broke, but we've never been poor, right? Because we have God's resources in, in our life. There's a difference between being broke and poor, right? But, or I'm broke, like I'm, there's something wrong with me. But then there's another broke. Like, when I go to, to a place and they, they want to give me a horse to ride, you know what horse I ask for? Like, like, I'm like, I get ready to grab the horse. I was like, hey, is that horse broke? It's like, I'm not asking if the horse can't walk or if something's wrong with the horse. Like, that's what you think when someone says, hey, is that horse broke? Does that mean so? Oh, I don't want the broke one. (laughs) Give me one that's nothing's wrong with her, right? (laughs) Like, why would they call it broke, right? Because broke ain't always bad. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes... It, it, for horses, it means that they, when, when we say, well, they're broke, what we're meaning is that they completely trust their, their rider and their trainer. And that's what we are. When, when we're broken in our heart and we're broken in our spirit and, and everything's crashing against us, we can escape to a place where we're living in him and in his promises. That's why it said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right? Blessed, blessed is this and blessed is that. And you think, blessed, when you're weak, you're strong. Why? Because we're not ordinary. We're not common. We're not living like everybody else. God has great things in and through and for us that would blow our minds if we could just get a hold of it, right? But i got to hurry because i got so much. No, Siri, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Living from not a breakthrough, but broke through. The Bible says all of God's promises are maybe, yes, yes, and amen. Not living from a place where I'm trying to get somewhere, but I've already got it in him. So it's a difference between living, trying to reach, and living in who we are, Christ in us the hope of glory. And that's what's so great about Emmanuel. Not just God with us, but God in us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you. Now think about that. That's pretty pretty powerful if you get it. Um, where am I at? I actually have notes. That's scary. <laughs> Jesus, he, he was talking to the... Um, to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, the Pharisees represent religion. The Sadducees represent humanism. So there, there's two different avenues there. But he was talking to them, and he did a parable and talked about uh, a wicked tenant. And, and um, then he went, went on down in, in Matthew and in Luke, and he, and he said, said, you can either fall on the rock and be broken, or the rock will fall on you, and crush you, Well, it's the rock he was talking about? He's talking about himself. He's talking about the truth. Is, is he the stone that the builders rejected, right? We can either reject him as Messiah as living in us, or we can live out in a way that, that's religious or humanistic. What's the difference? Religion is thinking that we're trying to get good enough for God. Humanistic is we don't need God because we don't need God, because maybe he don't even li- exist. Either way we go, we're, we're going to get crushed by life. But when we fall on the rock, maybe we're in pieces. Maybe our life's broken. Maybe everything looks really hard around us. But there's hope in that because God wants to do great things in us. So we can put trust in him. And I'm going to go on and read here. got too many notes. Mess my flow up here. I do need this. I still need this to see this. Psalms 34 verse 1 says this. I will extol extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let, Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Let the what? Afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name Together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from a couple of my fears. From what? All. all my fears. He what? Delivered. Do you know what that is? That's past tense. It didn't say he will deliver. He said he delivered. As far as God's concerned, his, all his promises are yes and what? Amen. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of some of his troubles. All of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Think he's trying to tell us something? The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord, whoever of you Loves life and desires to see many good days. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their, prayer, to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous. Who's Righteous. Anybody in here righteous? Who's righteous in here? I'm righteous. You know what? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not righteous because of what I've done. I'm righteous because of what he done. In him, I am righteous. So I can look at this and say, hey, I'm righteous. When it's talking about the evil and this or that, it's not talking about me. And if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, it's not talking about you. And if you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart, guess what? He already paid the price. All you got to do is cash the check. Simple as pie. He says, "The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from some of their troubles. From what?" From what? All, all, all their troubles. Then it says this: The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. You know, I know a lot of people going through this season, and and we, and um, a season that's supposed to be a season of joy is not always a season of joy for everybody. In normal times. It's not a season of joy. But in the last few years, it's become even harder. And even this year with people separated from family because of different reasons and, and people um, struggling. Maybe they're struggling financially or maybe they've lost loved ones or maybe they're sick or maybe they're just tired or maybe they've been really hurt. And they don't know how to just get up and keep moving forward. And they feel broken hearted, right? You ever feel broke in your heart? Like, man, I'm to, I just don't, it just doesn't feel good inside, right? Or crushed in your spirit. Ever feel crushed in your spirit? Like, like, oh, man, that stuff comes down and it's just so heavy that you don't think you can even get it off. It's like someone dropped a boulder. It's like you're like the wily e. Coyote and the Roadrunner just dropped a boulder on top of you. God's like, man, I'm here for you for that. He's like, you can come to me. I'm here. He says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles. Okay? Guess what? You're going to have obstacles. You're going to have challenges. Jesus himself had challenges and had obstacles. But the difference is, He overcame every one of them. And he's telling us, Christ in us, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that's at work where? In us, right? So you're going to go through stuff sometime. That's awesome when you do. Because no matter what you're going through, God says, in some of those things, he'll work it for your good. In a few of those things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So it, when that means when you're going through troubles, guess what? You can say, "Woo! I wonder how God's going to work this one for me. We do all we can do, and then we watch God do what we can't. And that's the difference. We we can sit back and wait, but we can be action-oriented too. And, and sometimes our action is to rest. Okay, God, I'm going to rest in you because I can't do anything else. So now it's up to you. And that's, that's an action. That's a trust. That's actually where we can really trust him. But it says this, A righteous man may have many troubles, but... I love God's but. Not like that didn't sound right. I love the but in the in the Bible because when God says but, there's usually something really good. Like when I was a kid, I couldn't say that because it meant rear end. I, like my mom and dad, I like I couldn't say that. You know, uh, certain words I couldn't say, and that was a word I couldn't say if it meant your heinie. You know. In fact, I probably couldn't have said hiney either, I'd have got paddled on my hiney, so <laughs> that was my behind, so, but anyway, this isn't the butt I'm talking about, and I'm going down the wrong rabbit trail, this is getting away from me, but the Lord delivers him from what? From what? Oh. All. He delivers us from what? Oh. All of them. You know what it means, all, in Hebrew here? All. That's good news, right? And then he says this, He protects all his bones, not one of him them will be broken. I wish I would have read this scripture before. <laughs> A few times before some stuff. <laughs> Evil will slay the wicked, and the foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants, no one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. Psalms 54 or 51 says this: um, Oh, I'm going to start with 51:15. O oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do, do, do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burn offerings. The sacrifices of of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Now listen to this. He says this, You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring this. This is David, and David had just messed up, man. And he's like, oh, I could bring God's sacrifices, but God's really not after my sacrifices. He's after my heart. When everybody else was looking on the outside, God saw his heart. God knew David wasn't perfect. God knew David was going to make mistakes. God knew David was going to mess up. But God said he was a man after his own heart. And here David messes up, and he's like, man, I'm not about the sacrifice. I'm about the relationship. Mm-hmm. He's like, my heart's broken, not because I messed up, but because I broke God's heart. Mm-hmm. And that was about a relationship, not a religion. It was about his heart and God's heart and a heart-to-heart talk. And so here here David's saying the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Oh, God, you will not despise. He's coming to God and saying, look, God, I blew it. I messed up. You know what? If you've blown it, go to God and tell him, hey, God, I've blown it. I've messed up. Thank you that, that you've forgiven me. I want a relationship with you. Don't wallow in your stuff. Get up and keep moving forward. So here David's broken in spirit. Maybe it's not. Maybe you didn't mess up. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you're broken. Take it to him. Fall on him. Trust him. Let him lift you up. Let him heal you. Talk to him from your heart. Tell him. You can talk with me. He already knows what you're thinking. It's like, well, I ain't going to talk to God about that. And God's like, I already know. I don't need you to talk to me because of what it will do for me. I need you to talk to me because of what it will do for you. You ever hear the saying that, that you're the sum of the people you talk to all the time or hang out with? That can be scary if you're not hanging out with the right kind of people that you want to hang out with, Right. So that was one of the things that I I I took that to heart. So like when I'd find a mentor, like when I would go to find a mentor to train horses, I wanted to be around the best. So I I actually called one of the best trainers up because he had offered me a job and years and years ago, and this was like in two thousand seven. I said, hey, I was like, do you got any room for me to come down there and work for you now? And He goes, well, I don't really have a place right now. I got my grandsons that are working for me, and and I really don't have anything to pay or. Right now, and I was like, "Like, man, do you need your lawn mowed? Need your truck washed?" He said, "Boy, come on down." Right? Why? Because I knew that I would never get any better if I just kept hanging with the guys who wanted to be great but weren't. So I went to the very best I could find, and what happens is you learn from that, and and that picks you up. But I could have went to. Joe Blow down the street, who didn't know as much as I did. And with horses, everybody thinks they're uh, an expert anyway. And I'd have been way farther behind than I ever was before, right? So I learned. But here's the key I don't look at people in this manner where, well, I can't love on people or be around people because I don't want them to drag me down. Because I found that I can talk to God, I can talk to Him. And so when I go and I talk into God and I'm talking to him, guess what? That's who I'm hanging out with the most. And that's who I'm talking to the most. And so he's becoming like, I'm becoming like him, right? And there's a relationship there. And now, instead of dropping down, I can bring people back up. You hear what I'm talking about? And then we're not judging on people. We're loving on people because we're letting God work in and through us. That's different Man, this is going to be, I'm going way long, ain't I? Sorry. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. There will be, there, then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings, and delight. And delight you then, bulls, will be offered on your altar. Okay, I'm going to go on. I'm almost done. Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. It was on them in the Old Testament. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is in me. Okay. Do you guys get that? In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come on people. After Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in and through you. Do you hear? Do you hear what I'm saying? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. What's good news to the poor? Jesus. But if you're broke and don't have a sandwich, what's good news? I'm giving you a sandwich. Right? Right? Good news, you're going to die of starvation, but you get to go to heaven, and there's a mansion there. Like, not quite what it's saying. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, a oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of religion. Oaks of humanism. Oaks of what? Righteousness. A planting of the Lord. For the display of his splendor. And then it says this. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Aliens, now not like from space. Aliens will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their richness will boast. Instead of their shame, my people receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. Actually, in the King James, I think it says double honor. They will rejoice in their inheritance so that they will inherit a double portion in their land, and everlasting joy will will be theirs. Isn't that good news? So what's he saying? Like maybe you feel broke, but I'm telling you, broke's a great place to be because broke precedes breakthrough. And you get that breakthrough you've already broken through because of Jesus. And I'm telling you, I'm not telling you the Bible says this right here to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Right now's the time of God's favor. God is for you, He wants to do great things in and through you, but his laddie amen so Father, thank you for your word. thank you for being with us. I just pray for strength and for comfort for those who are mourning Father and that are broken and for those that are going through through some stuff, I ask that you just give them the strength for those who are who are just trucking along and skipping like a Disney princess. Father, I just ask that you continue to bless them. But Father, show each and every one of us how much and how great you are in our lives and that you want to do greater works than we've ever dreamed in and through us in this upcoming year of your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.solverlakebaptist.org.